Welcome to episode five of the Action Takers podcast. It's about drive. It's about power. We stay hungry. We devour. Put in the work, put in the hours and take what's ours. Hello, host Nate. We got JC here with us as usual. How you doing, buddy? I am doing, uh, I'm doing pretty good. I, uh, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm a little, a little lighter on my toes right now, which is, uh, which is a good thing um i you know having a great day having a great week it's uh it's kind of been a roller coaster ride for me um but it's been it's been nothing but uh excitement that's that's fucking awesome yeah it's fucking great right now mid 80s sign is sunny here you know uh, can't complain uh, wore shorts today you know it's it's yeah ready for summer Heck yeah, man, dude. It's, uh, it's, yeah, I could, I could smell it, you know, like it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to not be wearing sweatshirts anymore. It's, uh, it's one of those things that just, I'm not a big winter guy. I'm not a big winter guy. I really don't like being cold at all. Like, unless I'm doing something very specific, like snowboarding or like, you know, we're going to go, I'll, I wouldn't even go ice fishing. I think, I think that's stupid, but it's, uh, maybe ice skating. Uh, other than that, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the winter. Uh, me neither. Uh, I, I definitely like the hot weather. Uh, you know that wearing jeans and a sweatshirt though is cool, but uh, been doing that enough. I'm ready for uh, tank top and shorts. Fucking sun out, shorts, out, you know? some sandals. Oh, oh yeah, a little more golf, a little less rain. It. Uh, I'm pretty pumped oh, yeah, up about it. That's coming up. Got your uh, Augusta National hat on. You know, it's right around the corner. That's it's right around the corner, buddy. It's uh. We're, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be an exciting, it's going to be, it's going to be very exciting here in a couple of weeks. That's for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. What, uh, so what, what do we got in the agenda this week's episode? We're, we're not, we don't have a website yet. Cause I've been slacking. We don't have a podcast hosting site yet. Cause I've been slacking and, uh, it's going to be up there. It's going to be up there at some point in time. If you guys and gals enjoy what we're producing, do me a favor, subscribe, like, and, and leave us a comment. The comments are huge, um, and it allows us to interact with our with our you know our audience. And if you get any value out of it, please please do. If you don't get any value out of it, tell us. I don't give a shit. It today I was making a TikTok, and uh, this guy writes on my little my little picture thing, my little TikTok video. Who goes? This dude's got 103 followers, giving out TikTok video advice. Clown. And I'm like. You got to start somewhere like I it's not like I have been, you know, I've been. Yeah, I've got I've got 103 more than you do. It just I don't know, you got to start somewhere. You you do got to start somewhere. And and uh, just just because you're uh, I don't want to say late to the game, but, you know, just because you're starting out now doesn't mean, you know, you don't have a following other places. You know, just just uh, getting started with uh, doing the TikTok. It's all good. Dude, if I had 103 people sitting in a room with me and I was speaking to them on a regular basis, like. Dude, I, I would, I would be the king, right? That would be, I would, I'd buy an island, I'd put those people on there, and I, I you know, we'd rule the world. But it, uh, I don't know, it just always cracks me up that like people get, people discount other people based on the number next to their name. And I think a lot of times, like I've met a few people where you don't need a lot of numbers when it comes to like followers or subscribers to make a difference. You know, it's like, and to in, impact us, impact my business and your business. Like it only takes a few people who are like ready to do what you're asking them to do. And I, th I think people, I, I think if, if I was someone who was uh, a little less confident, 
I think a comment like that would be like absolutely like detrimental. I would I would go into a dark place for a week. Yeah, but so I mean, this obviously gets kind of on the topic we want to talk about about getting uncomfortable, right? How many people are not getting in front of the camera and even doing that? You know, they're not taking that action. They're you know doing that is uncomfortable for a lot of people on that. Like, Oh man, I only got 103 followers, right? You can, you can be negative about it or a positive. Hey, I got 103 followers, which is, you know, a, a, a lot more than a lot of people. So, and you got to, like, so you got to start building it somewhere and uh, doing that, getting uncomfortable in front of the camera. And I don't know how uncomfortable you are, but a lot of people are uncomfortable and you gotta, you gotta just start doing it and, and, and taking that action and, shoot the video and, and put it up, put it up there, you know, um, don't do it too many times. I found it easier if I, if I just do it a, a one, one take and, and post it and just, uh, don't look at it for a little bit. <laughs> just post it on there and then I'll worry about it later. You just, you just send it out in the world. Cause you never like the, the great thing about producing content is you like, you never know, like, you don't know if a highly, you know, edited piece of content that, that looks like every other viral, viral piece of content out there in the world. And yours just flops and it's, and it is what it is. You got to let the algorithm take it. But I think if you get more at bats, um, if you get more opportunities, if you get more, you know, just, just shots at the target, like you're gonna, you're gonna have that virality. You're gonna have that ability to, you know, to get, you know, those followers or that subscriber count up. Um, it's something that, you know, uh, you know, a New York times bestseller isn't a New York best time seller. If no one writes it, you know what I mean? Like you got, you got to take a chance and, oh, yeah. uh, put yourself out there and let, and yeah, like, so one of the topics we want to talk to about today is, uh, getting out of your comfort zone. Um, Hey, let's, I mean, let's open it up. Like what, what are some of the things that you've done to get out of your comfort zone to change things up or to, you know, to go further in life? I, so there, the biggest thing is, is, you know, changing careers, right? So many people get stuck, uh, and comfortable wherever they work, right? So you probably get paid a decent amount of money. You know what you're doing every day. You have a set schedule, you work with people you like, you know, so you, you, a lot of people get in that routine, you know, that's the hardest thing. I, I, from my old jobs a lot, you know, it's a great, great place to work. I work for a big box retailer, you know, great, good pay for what you do, good benefits. And um, so a lot of people though, get stuck and they're, they'll work there for a long time doing the same position, which is fine. If that's what you want to do, like we always say, it's fine. But you know, so many people, oh, I don't like my job. I don't like this. Well, why don't you go find something else? I don't want to do that. I don't want to start over. People will have all these excuses, you know, and, and changing careers. It, you just got to take that leap. And that, that is an uncomfortable thing for people to do it, to, to, cause, and that's why so many people are stuck in, in that, you know, what they call the, the rat wheel, rat wheel, the rat race. So they're just stuck and they don't want to get uncomfortable. Uh, I think that was the biggest thing. Um, you know, I, I stepped away from that, uh, that place twice, uh, <laughs> both times to, you know, attempt, uh, my law enforcement career, uh, and, and both, you know, in, the first time people are like, oh, I can't believe you're doing that. I can't believe, you know, because they can't see themselves leaving. They can't see themselves getting an uncomfortable position, taking that risk, you know, because you, when you start change careers, you're, you're on probation, you can get fired at any time, all this stuff. And, and people don't want to risk that. Uh, so th those, you know, that's kind of where during my career journey, where I just, I've gotten used to it, right? You know, 
once you've you've done it, then it's it's not a big deal anymore. Um, you know, being able to go to another job and, and taking that risk and, and getting uncomfortable um, is just it's a great thing to do. Once you, once you finally do it one time and realize, Hey, it's really not that big of a deal. Uh, I can start over. Uh, if you believe in yourself, then there's, you have nothing to worry about. It's uh, it's one of those things. Like when someone, someone explains to me like, Hey, I'm, I want some, I want consistency. I want, you know, I want some things that are guaranteed. I want, you know, I want that great benefits. I want that cushy retirement when I retire at 67 years old, and I look at him and I go, you, like, you're risking it all. You're taking on all this risk right now to guarantee, possibly guarantee a, a life that you aren't even going to be able to live. Like, I've known so many people in the world that, one, don't need health care right now. Like, and that's a, I mean, we can get into that. But if you took the chance and said, hey, I'm going to go, I've saved, I've saved 12 months or six months of, of income. I can live on $2,000 a month. And I could take a shot. I could take an, you know, I could go from, you know, bagging the groceries, carrying a gun, uh, you know, working at the fucking, you know, the the donut shop to taking a risk and taking a chance where no one else is willing to, like, not a lot of people are willing to do that. And I think oftentimes people make it more scary than they, than they actually, it is. And when I, when I say that, I mean, the the current situation they're in the shitty situation they're in working the job that they hate like who the who the fuck wants to sign up for that like that i can always go back to that shitty job like i could always go back selling i could always go back doing whatever i used to do because i obtained and required that skill and all of a sudden moving forward god i get out of that comfort zone and you can reinvent yourself like one of the things that i loved about changing careers so many times um, because I, I seem like I do it about every three years, um, is the ability to reinvent yourself. Take the, take the good things that you like about what you were doing and then implement them in the future. And, and the things that you didn't particularly like, like for me, it was the fucking, the depression, the mental health struggles, the fucking alcohol fucking I was consuming. I, those are the things I left behind, but the things that I took forward is the overall confidence that, I can take on any situation in the world. The risks I'm taking now are financial risks, which are way lower than taking a risk with your life daily. I mean, you, you know, as a former cop, it was one of those things that showed up to a call for service and all of a sudden you don't, you might get into a fucking gunfight. Wolf, that's not, that's not very safe. Like that's not very comfortable. Like, oh, but you get a paycheck. I'm like, motherfucker, I don't get a paycheck if I'm dead. You know what I mean? So it just, I think a lot of people, struggle with this and i think a lot of people struggle with this because the fucking old school generation of showing up working 35 years and dying was just empowering these people and i think i think it's got to change yeah you know and one of the biggest takeaways too is just the perspective right uh we got to see a lot of things that most people don't ever see, uh, you know, and we used to see that daily on a daily basis. So it really gave perspective on just that. Right. Cause I mean, there's a lot of things we dealt with where you don't know when your last day is right. I mean, there's all kinds of, we've seen all kinds of crazy stuff that can happen. So, so that, that thing of like, Hey, I'm going to work here for 35 years and, and hope everything is, it works out as good. I mean, man, that that's it, anything can change. Anything can happen. Um, 
so do what you like, right? Don't, don't, you know, you got to have that perspective. And that, that too, I think is the biggest perspective when, when you realize things is like, things aren't really that big of a deal, right? Uh, whatever it is. I mean, even, even losing a job, right? It's, it's people, it's not that big of a deal. You just go find another one. Um, it, it's really, some people get their identity so tied into certain things and, and, yeah, it, you, but once you go through and experience things, it's not that big of a deal for 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 these situations, and it it really just helps having that perspective to to, to be like you say instead of uh, you know taking risks with your life and uh, working crazy hours and and all this stuff. Now it's just it's financial risk, which for a lot of people, you know, you're, they're taking a financial risk in the sense of like, hey, this is all I'm capped out at my at my uh, my pay. This is all I'm going to make, and you know uh, you know, living that, you know, not, not out, getting outside of the comfort zone of like making, getting into six figures, you know, uh, yearly five figures a month, you know, whatever it is. Um, so, you know, well, and I, I think, I think a lot of times that we, we have this maybe a little different perspective because we have seen the, you know, the, the other side of the freaking coin. And sometimes that other side of the coin is people who are absolutely have lost everything who have, I mean, they are, they are homeless. They're, they're addicted. They are just struggling day in and day out. And you realize if you're going to be, if you're going to take that chance and you, and that's rock bottom, the best country to do it in is the United States. And pick a state. Fuck, California will give you nine hundred and eighty-three dollars a month and a cell phone to fucking to to have a to live on the streets. I, I mean, if you're gonna take any risk, like I can go make three grand, be miserable, or I could go and take some of that money, save it, invest it into my education, my future, whatever it is. Maybe go out and start something. Maybe go buy something. Maybe go work for a company or go do something. Move somewhere. That fucking will make you happy. Shit, I, for me, like one of the biggest things that we've done is just we we sold everything and left. We're like fucking peace out, like bye. And and guess what? That was incredibly uncomfortable. You you come to a new place where you don't, you're not familiar with the culture. You're not familiar with the you know you, yeah fucking. You're driving down the road. There's Confederate flags, and you're like, oh, that's weird. Um, thought that was over a long time ago, but you just you kind of get uncomfortable and then all of a sudden you get very comfortable being uncomfortable and it's, and you really, well, you find out a lot about yourself and, uh, and you grow a lot as a person. Shit. It's, it's, uh, it's really remarkable. Uh, some of the things that we've learned in just a couple of years. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, I mean, agreed. And, and, and that's even that too. When I find myself getting comfortable, I'm like, okay, um, I need to get uncomfortable in a sense because you, you get used to being uncomfortable and, and putting yourself in those situations and you realize that's how you can grow. Right. I mean, like you said, going to a new place uh, and what it is too, I, I find it's kind of um, freeing in a way because you are in a new place. You, you, you have a clean slate. You can do uh, do whatever you want to an extent of, of, you know, rebranding yourself or what, you know, like, Hey, no one knows me here. I'm going to, this is what, this is what I'm going to be about now. And, and, and you don't with that, right. When you're around your friends with around people, you don't want to, it's really hard to get uncomfortable. It's hard to, to sell someone something or, or whatever you're doing when you don't know anyone, like, Hey, none, none of these people know me. So I can go and, and get uncomfortable and, and do whatever I need to do to, to succeed. It's uh, 
it's one of those things in, in law enforcement, it was something that we talked about a lot was um, complacency kills. If you became complacent in, in your daily job, like you pull over the same car a hundred times, but if you just, if you lack the discipline to make sure you do your job the, as safely as possible every single time, that hundred and one time, that's when the dude fucking pulls out a gun and shoots you in the face because you were being lazy or, or you were going to be, you know, you didn't make the proper, you decided not to turn on your flashlight. You decided to be a little more lackadaisical and, and, and not run the license plate and realize that it was fucking stolen. And the guy driving is a fucking murderer. I think a lot of times we get really complacent in life and the people who are struggling right now, who are maybe not willing to take that action, I think are incredibly complacent. And I think the fucking, uh, the other thing is I'm sick and tired of the fucking excuses. Like, Oh you know, I, I get, you know, the benefits here are really good. It's like, you fucking, really? The benefits aren't good here? Are you kidding me? Have you have you been to, when's the last time you've been to the doctor? Okay, did you sit in the ER for fucking eight hours like I did? I mean, the benefits suck. And, I mean, you're, you're that's the reason you stay? Oh, God, it, they better come with a freaking bottle of bourbon every fucking day if it's, if it's that comfortable. Um, so I think a lot of people are just fucking making up excuses and they need to get their head out of their ass. That was kind of violent. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to go that violent, but I did. No, but you know what? We're, we're to, and actually kind of going back, where where it's really um, noticeable is with, you know, when COVID started, right? People were sitting at home, getting paid to sit at home. And instead of taking advantage of, hey, I got all this free time, I'm getting paid to be at home for whatever reason, uh, whatever their situation is. Maybe they lost their job. They had all this free time and getting paid. I don't, I, I think the majority of the people were playing video games and not, not doing things right. I mean, people could have been working out every day, uh, starting their own business, starting their own or side business, doing, doing whatever, bettering themselves. Right? And, and a lot of people I know, uh, you know, just for whatever reason, and they, they were just, Hey, it's, uh, essentially, I don't want to say party time, but going out and just, Hey, cool. I got all this free time. I'm going to go do whatever, play video games. I'm going to go out to the just spend this money online, right? Like on obviously, you know, sales skyrocketed for, for Amazon and, and a lot of online purchases. So people were just, you, they had the perfect opportunity for a year and a half, two years, whatever it was, they were getting paid and they could have totally, you know, changed their lives and say, cool, this is, this is a starting point. I can save this money and, and use it or, or just better myself. And I, I feel like a lot of people, they didn't, they just, um, I don't want to say play the victim card, but you know, they didn't go to the gym, didn't, get healthy, didn't do better themselves. And, and it, that's where I think a lot of it, you know, really showed what, what people do when, when given an opportunity. So what, I mean, let's, let's, let's play devil's advocate. Let's play, or let's play Monday morning quarterback to what, what you just said. COVID happened. It is what it is. These fucking people sat on their ass, played video games, whatever. Unless it became like a, you could have been a content creator doing video games and you probably have fucking a hundred thousand followers, which would be amazing. But what would be the what would be the one thing that you could tell someone like right now like hey if you want to get out of your comfort zone like what's the one step that someone could take tomorrow maybe it's not quit their job maybe it's not like tell their boss to fuck off and you know they pack up their pickup truck and fucking lit, you know decide to go camping for the next year I mean but what is what is one of the thing that maybe that you could you know suggest to someone to to get out of that comfort zone um so obviously, if, if they're not into fitness, I think the biggest thing, right, is, is hey, uh, go sign up for a gym membership. 
you know, that, that for a lot of people, that's uncomfortable to get to the gym. They might not know anything about the gym. They might not, you know, never been there. Or maybe it's been years. Go sign up for a gym membership, start walking on the treadmill, start lifting some weights. There's a ton of people there, believe it or not. A lot of people in the gym don't talk to people, but I guarantee you can find someone that you just ask them, Hey, how do you do that? How do you use this machine? More than likely someone would be, be happy to help you. Uh, because that's just, it's just being there, you know, especially people can tell, you can tell who someone's new, right? They, they, they don't go there. And that's awesome for those people. Like I, I'm, I'm always so stoked to see people that, that, you know, you can tell they're, they're new in the gym and that's awesome. They, they made, uh, they did that first step they're in the gym and then they're doing whatever it is that that's the biggest way. Cause you know, you get multiple benefits of being uncomfortable and doing something. And it's really not that big of a deal once you get there. And, you know, start improving your health because there's so many people that uh, don't go on a side note, the gym I've been going to, it's been still packed. I want to say I'm, I'm proud of everyone. It's we're almost into April and the parking lot at five, six o'clock, which is peak time is still packed. I, I'm expecting already for it to slow down. It's kind of annoying because I'm like, God damn, I got to jump around on these machines and, and look for, you know, what's open. But same time, I'm really surprised, you know, because usually by now gyms start dying down and, and the the gyms I go to still are not dying down. So that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. It's uh, I, I would suggest to people like it's, it's something that I do. Um, whatever you, whatever you love doing, whatever you enjoy doing like that in your free time, like go out there and do it, but do it by yourself. Just like the gym. Like if you just go there and you just open your mind and, and you don't let uh, what you think other people are thinking about you think, and just kind of delete that from your mind and just be very open to meeting new people. I think you'd be surprised on the experience that you would have. Like some of the best, some of the, some of my best friends, literally I've met playing golf. I was by myself. They showed up and were like, all right, let's play some golf. And you spend fucking four hours with that person. And all of a sudden you have a cocktail at the end and you're like, fuck, let's fucking do this again. You know? And it's just, it's one of those things that I think it's kind of awkward and weird in the beginning. But if you get over that part, it's fucking, it's amazing. Uh, so just to kind of go up that, one of my favorite things is, is doing things by myself, like uh, going to uh, one of my favorite places, Panera Bread. Go in there, get your food and sit there eating by yourself. Like, I don't know, it, it, doing things like that, which a lot of people won't. A lot of people would not go out and, and go and get a meal by themselves. Uh, it, it's one of the, I think it's one of the greatest things. Sit on your phone or do some work and just, just doing that by yourself it's one of the, one of the great things like, yeah, like you're saying, whether, whether it's playing golf, whether it's going to a restaurant or it's going to the movies, do something by yourself. Cause it is uncomfortable for a lot of people, right? You're always, you're always with your significant other or with some friends or, or, or whatever family, but yeah, doing things by yourself is, is another great thing to get it. That's uncomfortable for a lot of people, but it's once you do it once or twice, I mean, you, you start, man, I want to start doing it by myself. I don't want to deal with anyone when I, when I go and eat, then you got to talk and do all this. No, just go and enjoy your food by yourself. And uh, it, it's very liberating. So that, that, to piggyback up what you're saying, that, that's another great thing to do um, to, to get uncomfortable and, and get used to being uncomfortable. It's, uh, it's just, I, I don't know. I, I, think, I think people need to take some action. All right. Here on the Action Takers podcast, while we interrupt the, the show, Pay the dues. If you if you watched it to this point, if you listened to this point, leave us a comment, subscribe, hit the bell notification. It's something that I don't bring up enough. Uh, and we, you know, it's just it's just a friendly reminder. Help us out. 
help us out. Even even if it's a bad, even if it's like, I like damn, Nate, Nate's hair looks like crap. I don't know. His forehead shiny. I don't know. Just, <laughs> just leave something, something there. You know, I, I I don't care, good or bad. You know, give us give us honest feedback. Give it to us straight. You know. I, I agree. I think that's I think that's what we need. What so what what else is on the agenda, Nate? What what, what else do you want to talk about this this show? You know, so so I'm part of a, a coaching group, Alliance Den, uh, which is uh, Sean Wayland's uh, coaching group. If any of you guys know him, um, so you know that's something I started doing back in December. I joined that uh, for personal development and and to start mm-hmm. investing in myself, which is another thing I recommend if you're not investing in yourself um, to grow, you need to do that. Whether it's a personal trainer, whether it's uh, some sort of coaching group at the most basic, you know, getting books to, to start putting that knowledge in. Um, but what, what he was talking about today was, uh, you know, sales and telling your story. And it was a good reminder of, you know, of what, what sometimes we get caught up, right? We can a lot of us, right. We're talking about last, but everyone, everyone's a salesperson no matter what you do, you got to sell something. But, you know, what he was talking about is that if you tell your story correctly, you shouldn't have to sell, you know, you should have the people that want to buy from you will be in front of you. You know, if you're having to sell something, those aren't your customers. Those aren't the right people. Uh, And it's a good reminder because so many times we do get caught up in, you know, okay, are we getting enough leads or getting enough people coming in? You know, who, who, you know, we, we, we just cast out this wide net and then we wonder why, you know, we start, why aren't these people buying from us? This, this, for whatever reason, do we need to change our price? Do we need to change something about it? The biggest, re- the biggest thing though, is sometimes you just don't have the right customers in front of you, right? I mean, if, if you're looking for whatever, if you're looking for fast food, you're not going to go to uh, a fancy restaurant or vice versa. If, if, uh, if a person is looking for a good burger, they're not going to go to a fast food place. You know, it's so, you know, certain big, certain fast food places, they cater to a certain type of person, right? Someone that is looking for something fast, quick, uh, and, you know, not so healthy. Nice restaurant catering to a different type of person. So, you know, a lot of that is, is are we getting, are we telling the right story about our brand, about ourselves to get in front of the right people or have the right people in front of us that we don't even really have to sell to They already know they want to buy our product, whatever it is. It's uh, it's one of those things that like on my entrepreneurial journey, it, I kept hearing this. I kept hearing about, you know, tell your story, tell, you know, tell your audience what you're, what you're doing and like what empowers you. And, and oftentimes I looked at it, I'm like, who the hell is going to care that a middle-aged, you know, 30 something dad moved across the country to start a golf newsletter or podcast. Like, no one gives a shit, but then you actually like, you go back and you tell the story of like, Hey, yeah, we sold everything, you know, to go on to chase our dream to, you know, to be able to produce golf content, uh, on a daily basis. And we, the way we could do that was moving from California to Georgia. You know, if you enjoy golf, you, you might enjoy, you know, supporting our brand and, and wearing some of our gear, you know, it's the Aloha press. And, and then all of a sudden you're like, that was the best sales pitch I've ever done. Like we didn't talk about price. We didn't talk about really like any of the products. I just told my story and it was, it, it might not be interesting to everyone, but it's specific. It's unique. It goes to the avatar. But, and, and at the same time, it makes people feel like, fuck, like I kind of know this person. Like I want to support them. Like, fuck their back was against the wall. They took all this risk and these chances. They got uncomfortable and 
and you just tell the story. And I think a lot of times like we miss that point or we we're embarrassed about making or telling that story or sometimes just like not really know how to like articulate that story. Yeah. And it, 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 and actually kind of, this is kind of a good thing to even kind of bring back that guy that was commenting like, Hey, you only have a hundred followers. And you know, with that, right. We, we think, Oh, our story isn't, isn't, um, isn't important enough. Isn't cool enough. Isn't matter enough. You know, we, we, even us doing this, we're, we're not trying to reach though. We're not trying to reach the Andy Frisells of the world, right? They, we're, we're, we're nothing compared to them that we're our, our audience, right? We're talking to people that, that we, that are maybe stuck at their job and they, they are stuck. They, they do want to move. And they're like, we can inspire them to, or you can to quit their job, sell everything they have and move to a different state and start over. Or, you know, like I said, they're, they're stuck at this. They've been at the same retail job for 10 years and, and something, you know, they finally get the, the courage enough to, to look for another job, realize, Oh shoot, there's a ton of jobs out here that pay a, a good amount of money. Um, and, and, you know, get them to, to switch jobs or, or, or maybe they've been just, you know, uh, at a certain level and, and we help them become supervisor, manager, whatever they're trying to do. So, so the thing is, is, is more go back to the storytelling, getting in front of the audience, knowing, knowing who your audience is, because, you know, there's, there's always different levels of everything and, um, telling your story is, yeah, just, that's, that's the way to do. And, And just realizing that, you will um your story does matter to to someone or, or to people because you know that, that you don't know what it is that anyone can be going through or want to do or how your story can relate to them so it, it's always good to, to tell your story and give let people know what you did and what you've done and what you're, where you're trying to go so a, a couple tools that i used uh on learning because this is a learned skill like unless you're you just have the gift of gab and maybe you grew up in a family that you know just sat around and sat around the campfire and told stories. Um, a lot of times, like, I think this is something that are people, ner- people are nervous about, but if, I think if they have the tools and these are some of the things that I used to learn how to tell our story. Um, one, I learned how to become a copywriter. So, uh, one of the things I talk about is, uh, there's a book that I read. It's very short. It's like 50 pages. It's called a book. I'll teach you to write better by Neville Mendora incredible book. It just teaches you pretty much kind of the structure on how to like get people's attention, get people to, to fall down this slippery slope slope where they, they read the first sentence and they want to read the second one and they want to read the third one and they want to read the fourth one. You, you kind of create that, that, you know, that, uh, that experience. And another thing that I, I did was, uh, I read a book called, uh, on writing. It's actually like a, it's like a teaching book, but also a biography for Stephen King. Stephen Co- Stephen King. He's a you know he's number one seller of books or horror books. I don't know. I've never read any of his books, but I read this book, and uh, it was it was incredible. It really teaches you how to actually like write and like some of the words not to use. Like he goes, if there's one there's one thing that you need to delete from your writing, and it's called adverbs. Like if a, if a word ends in ly get rid of it unless it's absolutely necessary. Um, and then a book that I, I recently read, uh, was called, uh, story worthy story worthy is about, um, about a guy who's teaching you how to tell true stories about your life. And in either in, he does it some, some in writing, but most of it's in like the ability to like actually speak it and kind of hit on certain points and techniques. 
Um, so some of those, those are some of the tools that I use to learn how to tell a better story. As I haven't done any uh, formal formal education on storytelling. Okay. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot of, I guess, my storytelling is just uh, from the hip or from, uh, you know, just what. Well, uh, it, so let's, here, I'll, I'll give you a couple. So I, I try yeah. and write notes when I, uh, when I read books, like, and I never know, like, when things are going to pop up in my life where I need it. So I just, should I put them on a Google Doc? And sure enough, the story worthy book, I took just pages and pages of notes because um, the shit was just, it just was, it's teaching you like specific, very specific on how to write a story. So these are the three keys to a story. And I'll, and I'll share this with you out of my notes. It's uh, the beginning of your story is the most important because at the end, it has to reflect change. Um, you, if you look at any halfway decent movie, book, or sitcom, they always start out one way and end in another way. And uh, key number two is your story should your story should start out as close to the end as possible. For example, the the movie Ocean's Eleven, in order to plan that heist, it would have taken years. But instead, they smash this story into like three or four days. And, uh, you know, it just has less moving parts. Um, and then the third key to a story is uh, to try to start your story with forward momentum whenever possible. Establish yourself as a person who is physically moving, moving through space. The story will immediately have momentum. Uh, you look at some of the great movies, they typically begin with some type of movement. And if you look back and like some of the things that you, you know, you watch or you are, are entertained by, most, most of that shit's moving, which is weird. And you, you start getting, uh, you start to get, you know, kind of familiarized with some of these techniques and all the greats use them, especially with these three, uh, three, three keys to, uh, to a building a story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, they're, uh, all spot on for things, you know, you go, you can think about all those three things and with a lot of yeah movies or, or any type of a good storytelling, uh, all those things. So to take some of those into take some notes down on that and which another thing too is is i haven't done and i do need to do more is when i do read and and i know it helps i mean a lot of people recommend it is writing writing down things you know uh whatever it is uh, i try and I'll, I'll try and take a picture of, of a page or something if there's something really good um but yeah writing down things uh is always good on a little side note for that <laughs> It, uh, one of the things, so like with, with our platform, which would, you, you kind of, you, you kind of discounted us. I disagree. I think we are going to reach the Andy Frisillas of the world. I think at some point in time, they need to be inspired by a different show and they're going to turn to, to this new podcast that's coming up, ready to take them down from their reins. Um, yeah. yes, yes. I, I, <laughs> not discounted where, where we are. Right. Cause, uh, we're um, very new. Yeah. We're not even on a podcast platform yet, so we're we're not even in competition yet. No, yeah, but you know, it was it's what I I saw someone uh, a bigger you know another influencer person business owner uh, say that too because you know he was it was that's what he was talking about right he's like I'm at this level I'm not at X's level and I'm trying to reach uh, the Y people or Z people whatever it is so and, and everyone's like that you know we, we all have those different levels and what we're at right like. Whether it's, even though, like I was saying that the, someone at the gym, that's not a trainer that has, you know, they just work out, they can help that very new person. Right. Uh, I can help people that have some gym experience, but you know, I've been working out for a long time, but there, there's certain people that I can't, I, I wouldn't have the things, you know, uh, to help them with. So it's like it, that the point of, of just 
no matter who you are, where you are, we all have a story. We all have some sort of skill we can help someone else with, right? I mean, even, even when you've been at your job, right, they hire someone new, um, you know, you might not be a supervisor, you might, but you're going to have something that you can help those new people with. And there's other people that can help you with. So there's uh, the point of that is just, we're all have different levels. Everyone's story matters, believe it or not, people want to hear your story. And um, so it, it's, yeah, tell it and and don't, don't worry. Don't overthink it. Uh, Cause there's freaking millions and millions and millions of people out there. Uh, and as much as you think that you've saturated the market or people know about you, uh, and I think I even brought the, I don't know if I brought, talked about this, but a lot of people don't, uh, a lot of people don't, uh, I'll wear a shirt, uh, a lion's not sheep to go back to the, that a shirt. Every time I wear a particular shirt, a particular one, uh, the original one that they started with, I always get asked about it, that shirt. I, I've never got asked more about a t-shirt that I've worn in my life. Every time I go out, someone asked me random. And, and, and like I said, this is a, this is a multi-million dollar company. They're doing million dollars a month in, in sales of their apparel. And there's a ton of people uh, that don't know about it. So oh, that yeah. when I when that had happened, it, it really you know stuck with me because even what I do, and we think, man, I, everyone's heard about our our rat business. You know, we're we're in a, a smaller town. Every you know, we don't need to. We're saturated the market. That every time that reminded me that no, no matter how much you think you've saturated the market, there are still people in your market that don't know about you. There's a ton of people that don't know about you. So well, yeah, um, tell it's- your story. Yeah. Well, it's, it's crazy. So like to hit on that, like to give you an example of like some of the, some of the largest account in the world. Like if you ask my grandma who Mr. Beast was, or if you ask some tech nerdy guy, like, Hey, who's Mr. Beast? They'd be like, I fucking don't know who you're talking about. This guy has over like 900 million followers on like fucking YouTube and all his platforms. And there's still people that don't know who he is. And the one I, thing I, that he figured out was that only a certain amount of people speak English. So he started translating his videos so that they can prescribe them to actual other countries so he can get more followers. Like, so the world is so fucking big and your audience can be absolutely ginormous. Don't ever think that someone had, that you've told your story too many times. Cause even, you know, you tell your story one time and then a couple of years, you, your story might change a little bit. It might change in the sense of like what you're selling. You know, your, your idea, your, your productivity or whatever it is, I think, you know, you have the ability to change your story at times. And, uh, cause most people haven't heard you. Yeah. I, I so a couple of things on that. I, I mean, honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't know who he was until you sent me that clip, uh, a couple of weeks back. Uh, <laughs> and I'll get, there'll, there'll be people that'll pop up on Instagram or whatever this is. You'll click on it and it'll look like this person has 2 million followers. I never heard of them. Three million, you know, like I, I, all the time. They got blue check mark and millions of followers. I'm like, I never heard of this person. So the, yeah, no matter what you think, there are tons of people that, that are out there that are famous that have these following and you don't even know anything about because there's so many, there's so many niches out there, right? There's, there's, and, and to go back to even when we were talking about, there are people that are into camping. There are people that are into knives. There are people into guns or uh, people that are into all, all every little thing that you can think of. There is a following for that. And, and those people have built a following just because you're, you might think, oh man, no one's into, uh, <laughs> no one's into butterflies uh, as uh, Andy for those things, <laughs> but I'm into butterflies. There's, believe it or not, there's probably a, a ton of people that are into butterflies. So th- whatever it is, um, and I, I'm not into butterflies, but it just was an example. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, there's okay. a ton of people that haven't heard about it and have heard about you or heard about whatever that is. And so there's, um, 
yeah, just tell your story. Uh, man, I just, there's another thing I was going to go off of that uh, as we were talking and I totally lost my train of thought because I your, got into that tangent. With uh, your butterflies? <laughs> <laughs> my butterflies and, and telling your story and, and uh, people not, uh, yeah, that there, there's a ton of people out there. Uh, oh, and so, and about that, right? Because you, you, the goal is to have different levels, right? What, where we are right now in five years, we should have another story. We should have that story of, hey, we started this podcast and we, in, in five years, Hey, now, you know, at, at the time we were only making X amount of dollars. Now we're, we're making, you know, this amount of dollars, right? Like your, your goals should be big. You should, we should have a different story every year every, or every couple of years, you know, you should be improving yourself. You should be, you know, that, that should be the goal to have a different story. Uh, you know, you, you might drive a truck right now, but in five years, you finally got that Lambo. You finally got that Rolls Royce. You finally got that house. You finally went on that trip, whatever it is, you know, you should have that story, uh, and that, you know, material things actually help tell your story too. Right. I mean, you, you show up at the lake with that 40 foot boat that you've been wanting and some, man, how'd you get that boat? Well, let me tell you my story. I, I do this. I invest in real estate. I've bought so many properties that it's allowed me to be here on the lake on a, on a Friday, on a Thursday with my 40 foot boat or because I've, I've done this. So, I mean, your, your, your goals of things, even that of material things can help tell a story. Hell yeah, man. It's, uh, it's, it's incredible. And it's like the, it's, it's incredible when you think about like how many stories are out there and how many stories you have a day. And it's so powerful. Like if you can connect with someone on just telling a very short story about yourself or your life or your journey, and you know, you're, you're given these reasons, like it just makes it, it's make making it doing business with that person so much easier. Cause we're all rooting for the underdog. Like it, you know, no one wants, no one wants Tom Brady to win fucking 12 Super Bowls. Okay. They want fucking the underdog occasionally to kick his ass. Uh, because I think that's what we were rooting for. I think, I think mother nature, I think the way that we're designed and the way that we portray ourselves, fuck. I, I mean, we've been told underdog stories our entire life. Anyone that is successful has had this underdog story. And I think even if you're not an underdog, you can tell an underdog story about an underdog situation and fucking be successful. I mean, it's it's incredible, like, what some of the some of the people who I mean, like, look at like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and you know, and billionaires are really good examples, but even guys who uh, you know, who just who maybe had nothing and they turned nothing into something. I mean, I I had I had the pleasure of having drinks with a guy named Nathan Barry. He created an email marketing company that would just do blogs. Okay. His email marketing company was specifically to blogs. And sure enough, he reached out to every single person who had a blog 10 years ago, and he's built a company that's worth $180 million. And he wow. did it with just he just told a story and he just is like, I just kept working on it, kept telling my story, I kept I kept reinventing myself. I kept grinding. I kept going every single day. And and all of a sudden, when 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 we had nothing and all of a sudden we have everything. And it was, I mean, the cheap, I mean, one of the cheapest fun guys in the world. I mean, I, I think I I think I was the one buying drinks, which is uh, you know, frustrating. 
So I'm going to disagree with you a little bit or, or just uh, uh, counter that. So Tom Brady is an underdog story. So let's not forget no, he was drafting the sixth no, round. No, I'm just no, but saying. Like uh, me, I want to see him win again, right? Because like, so, it, but but with that, right? Everyone, it, they're, everyone who just, Jeff Bezos, uh, Elon Musk, they all started with nothing, right? It, essentially nothing. Uh, Tom Brady, a sixth round pick. And then they became, you know, the best at what they do. And so, uh, you know, oh, with yeah, that, you know, I, I like winning. I like dominance. I want to see Tom Brady win another one because you know what? That that should be, yes, we all like that underdog story, but the underdog story does turn into a, when it does turn uh, successful and stuff, you know, so it could go either way. Yeah, you do want to yeah, see I'm, the up and coming. I'm not win saying and, and, like, I'm not saying Tom Brady's a horrible, he's been given everything. No, trust me. He, yeah. the, the reason why he's still grinding today and is coming out of retirement to play more football is because he is the underdog and, and he always yeah. has been. But when I look at him, you know, in the years that I've grown up watching him, you know, I, I was the 49er fan. I wanted fucking Alex Smith to go kick his ass. You know what I mean? Like, so it, uh, that maybe that was a poor example, but I'm a big fan. I, of I was Brady. a Raider fan. All right. He, oh. he, I still remember that freaking game, you know? So yeah, if anyone should it's not Charles like Woodson, Brady, yeah. it's me, yes. but, uh, but at the same time, you know, I, I enjoy winning and, and dominance and, and that's, you know, and that he, he is what everyone, whether sports or even not sports, but you should, should strive for that. Right. I mean, he puts in the work. They're, they're, um, you know, he, he puts in the work. He has that, uh, that relentless, uh, want to win. Right. I mean, you, you've seen the, the, the short clips, you know, uh, on the NFL or one of the things they do, you know, him either yelling at teammates or, or the things he does, or, or anyone you go from Michael Jordan to Kobe Bryant to these people, they have a certain expectations. Um, and, and, you know, they, they were all once underdogs. I think the only person probably LeBron James was an underdog, you know, he was the, uh, the chosen one from, since he's been in high school, but a lot of these other people, you know, they, they started out as the underdogs, right. Yeah. To some extent. And, and they, they just had that will to win and that want and, and not, um, compromising on their standards, you know, uh, which is what a lot of people do. You know, even to go back to storytelling and sales and all this stuff, you know, with building your brand and telling your story um, in a business sense, you know, if you're a certain way, uh, your business, right, uh, whatever you, you sell, whatever it is, you know, you shouldn't compromise to meet someone that's not your customer, right? So if, if you sell your, your widget at $200 and you have a customer looking for a $100 widget, you know, that's not your customer, but you know, and you shouldn't compromise to to put your price to hundred dollars because then you know you're lowering the value of your product that is a two hundred dollar product and, and a lot of other things. So um, just to kind of go, you know, a little tangent lines. You know, you, sh you shouldn't compromise and, and you should um, you know tell your story the right way to the right people and and that's how you'll find your right customers. And JC, shut your fucking mouth about Tom Brady, okay? <laughs> Uh -oh. <laughs> and, uh, no, I, I agree with you, man. It's uh, I think this has been a really good show. It's uh, dude, it's I think this is uh, I think this is killed it. I think the, these are two, I think these are two topics that like really go together because I think oftentimes so many times that like getting out of your comfort zone, telling your story like that's the beginning, you know, and the beginning so fucking fun. It's so exciting. It's not sometimes it's not fun. It's terrifying, but it can be a lot of fun when you look back like a lot of the laughs I've had. Uh, over these last couple of years um, have come from some of the struggles and some of the heartache. But um, I think it's, uh, dude, I, I think we, I think we had a great show. If, if you don't like this, ah, 
Give us a thumbs down then. I don't know. <laughs> I our episodes have been getting better. You know, I, I have to say, and and I was I was just checking my you know the accounts. Our last episode, episode four, only has a few views. I, I don't know what was going on with that. You know, I don't know if we didn't promote it hard enough. First episode, you know, we're we're still in the double. Uh, you know, we're at, I think it was at fifteen. So you know, guys, let's people are watching the first episode. Man, they got to get to the, the these uh, newer ones because they're they're better and better. I know our first one was pretty rough, but. Uh, well, our, I think, our first like one, said, I think we were very uh, strategic with the uh, <laughs> the title place. We, we were, yeah. Well, that we were we were just too strategic in general. I, I think you know, a little we, we're, like, <laughs> we're like, hey, uh, what should we talk about today? Uh, these two things. Okay, cool. Let's talk. You know, because uh, yeah. sometimes that's where the best stuff comes from, right? This whole podcast episode was was loosely planned about, hey, these are two topics, and let's just tell our stories. You know, sometimes even with that, when you're trying to let's plan out our story, get it all technical. We got bullet points, you know, uh, which that first, it was just cool. We had to start somewhere, but, you know, so sometimes uh, just telling your story and, and having the, uh, the us and the, those things, and maybe having to think for a second is fine, you know, cause that's, that's the, uh, that's the real you and, and comes out with the better stories. Absolutely. So with that being said, guys, really appreciate it. Thanks for uh, tuning in and uh, we'll talk to you guys uh, next week. Yeah, give us a follow, like yes, it, follow. comment. Have well, a good one. Follow guys. me on TikTok, okay? I need, <laughs> I need to get to 104. <laughs> it's about drive, it's about power. We stay hungry, we devour. Put in the work, put in the hours, and take what's ours.